Hey everyone, welcome back to Gossipin', where we gossip while we sip. It's my turn, Amanda, again to host an episode this week, which means we've officially done a full round of hosting. Everybody's hosted an episode. (laughs) So the last couple episodes have been a little hard-hitting, a little political, the news side of us. Um, So I thought we'd lighten the mood a little bit this week by discussing something a little more opinion-based, a little more intimate to who we are as individuals, and that's going to be sex. Tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing just sex in general. Um, I think it's something that we've always heard in our culture. Sex sells or, you know, don't be too slutty, too slutty. Um, You know, wear your boobs out, but if you have your boobs out, don't have your ass out. And if you have your ass out, don't have your boobs out or have both out. Who cares? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I don't know whose parents told them these things, but I was told to be covered from... It was Jeanette. Jeanette did tell me that. I wore a dress one time and I was like, is it too short? And she's like, well, your tits aren't out, so it's fine. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm guilty. Guilty as walks around wearing a freaking cape. Her no, I literally, life. like, my churches, my dresses for church were, like, past, like, to my ankles. So you're saying you're Amish, basically. Borderline. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, all of that will be talked about today. We're going to be talking about sex in general, what it means to us. Um, Is it something casual? Is it something a little bit more emotional? Do we think our society or our peers or even our friends, maybe we've done this to each other and we don't realize where we have put certain pressures or thoughts in our heads and that's not how we think. Yeah, so I'm just going to go right into this. But before I do, what is everybody drinking tonight? I am having another White Claw. Um, I am drinking some Josh Cabernet Sauvignon. So Ooh, that's a good you know, one. We're back on the red. Um, I told Vanessa Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, I told Vanessa <laughs> I got yeah. the good shit today, and by good shit, I mean the fifteen dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> that's the, the official. That's the official name of Cabernet, Amanda. You do know that, right? No, obviously I'm not a classy bitch. Yeah, yes. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, well, Cabernet Sauvignon. For everyone that doesn't know, yes, that is the official name. I am actually, I had these nasty ass truly lemonades and no one will change <laughs> my mind on these. They are disgusting. Um, but this was all I had. So I actually cut up some lemon and squeezed it in there and added a drop of white rum because I thought that Whoa. would make it taste better. Yeah, so it's you're telling good. us you're a bartender now. Oh my god, basically. Did I ever tell you guys I worked as a bartender for like two shifts? And then I was like, well, I'm so good at this. And COVID came. And then they were like, yeah, you can't be here anymore. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> oh. So that was fun. But yeah, so it's actually It would be good. Natalie that finds something she's good at. And then like a world pandemic that hasn't come in 100 years comes right. in. <laughs> well, for me, I'm actually living my life on the edge right now. And I might break out into hives any minute. <laughs> Because I'm drinking red wine, and for the people who don't know, I'm allergic to red wine. So, <laughs> actually, allergic to alcohol in general. I'm allergic to alcohol in general, but red wine really just gets the hives going. I'm already scratching my arm. Anymore. Yeah, but um, that was the only thing that I had available today. I'm also drinking the Josh Cabernet Sauvignon, so we'll we'll be okay. I hope. I would have made sure I had some white for her next time, though. Next <laughs> like a good host you are. Jeanette, Josh, get, get that EpiPen ready to stab Vanessa. Oh, My mom shit. does have one. She's allergic to nuts, so she's got right <laughs> in the thigh. These Bam. nuts. That could be a sex joke, <laughs> considering we're about to talk about soon. I actually have a really funny joke about an EpiPen and I'm being sorry. in a bed with a guy, so I'll share that later. 
All right, so I got a little concoction going on here. I do have a cab red, as you can see, or for those of you that can't see, this is about two sips worth, right? So then I had options. I said to myself, do I want to open a whole bottle or do I just want to feel a little like frisky? So I went for the latter <laughs> because we're talking about um, sex. So I friend. said, this is a lot for Tuesday night. Get yourself a shot. So I got myself a shot. <laughs> I got some coconut tequila ready to go. I added a little bit of lime. There's a little bit of ice. But here's the thing. You know, it's an hour. I'm thinking, like, I finished my two sips of wine. I finished my shot of tequila. And I'm going to be ready for bed. So I am very excited for this episode. I figured, you know, why not get a little crunk and uh, just let you <laughs> Damn, I thought I was... Being frisky, I'm drinking vodka. So I was like, Ooh. oh, we're talking about sex. Let me loosen up. Let me get a little wild. But fuck you, Jeanette. You beat me. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. It's because I'm running low. It's because I'm running low. Well, I'm glad we all have our drinks in hand because we are going to jump right in, ladies. Let's um, talk sex. So actually, let's talk about you with sex. Give me, let's go around the room. What is one word that Ooh. we all think about? when we hear the word sex uh we'll start with jocelyn go uh horny fucking basic okay because i'm horny (laughs) (laughs) go fun um jenny important oh we love jenny who's next me you Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna say love oh jeanette Oh, damn, it is my turn. Um, shit, I wasn't ready. Um, no, all right, ready, ready. First word that comes to mind, uh, connection, connection, sex, connection. Damn, okay. I really, me and Vanessa yeah, really damn. had the slutty one. Call me yeah, Wi-Fi, bitch. i single in the group right yeah, now. Really. I'm actually, so my word is going to be personal um, because it yeah. sounds like we all have our own ideas of sex. And I don't think that just because I said personal or just because Nat said love doesn't mean it's not fun or we're not horny when we do it. But I think it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I guess my question to you guys is like, when were you first introduced to sex? Like at what age were you like, okay, this is a thing. And, you know, it's something that I'm going to encounter at some point in my life. So um, not like when we had sex, like when we like. Found we'll get out there. <laughs> um, I would probably say like middle school. Like when yeah. we took like sex. Like I, I remember being in like, I went to a Catholic school. Right, like same family life and stuff like that, and in that in those classes they tell you, hey, like mom and dad had a baby, and this is how it kind of. They don't go into like such descriptive detail, at least not in my Catholic school. But like that's when that's when you really start learning about those things, or at least that's when I did. That's when we started talking about like what sex is, and you know the differences between male and females, and what a female has to go through, and all that stuff. So like that's when I remember vivid. Like that's the first time I remember hearing about it. So I had a sex ed class when I was like in third grade, but it, okay, that sounds young, but hear me out. It's really young. Was, it was, I had mine in third grade. They basically were just like, all right, like male has penis, female has vagina. And I went home and my mom's like, she went all out. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. She kind of hit me like a bus with a ton of information I did not understand. Then again, in fifth grade, they did this thing. And that was like, I think I understood more at that point. And they talked about like how you can get pregnant and da 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 da. And then 
middle school, I was bombarded with sex ed. I think because more people, I remember in fifth grade, this girl got her period and everybody was like, oh, but then middle school, everybody was getting their period. And so you're just like, oh, it's fine. Um, oh my God. So middle school, both sixth, seventh and eighth grade, all the way through, I got sex ed just for like girl stuff, for sexually transmitted diseases, for like how babies happen. We used to have people that would come in from the county and they would be like, all right, write anonymous questions. And I remember people would write like, can you get pregnant from anal sex? Um, Can you get pregnant from a toilet seat? Like just stuff like that. And (laughs) I mean, now, I mean, yeah, when you're a kid, like, right, right. That's so funny. I've I've had people ask questions like that too in class. So So that was kind of my like first, I had several firsts, if that makes sense, at like different stages in my young adult, no, my young life period. I think. Mine's going to be so different. I, honest to God, like, sex was really, like, an unspoken thing in my house. Like, it wasn't, I don't really know. I honestly still don't even know, like, what is going through my parents' head now when it comes to it. But when I was in Catholic school, I went Catholic private school from, like, pre-K to eighth grade. I genuinely do not remember having a sex ed class. I could have also not paid attention because that's also on brand for me. But what I do remember very scarringly was in our religion <laughs> class that they basically just showed us a video of this woman giving birth when i was oh like in the seventh god, and eighth yeah. grade oh my and god and then i and then they were like this Jesus. is what will happen to you if you have sex i was like god I, I hear you loud and clear i will not <laughs> you don't have to worry about me so i don't know like i said middle school not talked about it like no one at all was i mean not from my knowledge was doing it when i was in middle school so high school i really kind of came in and it was so strange for me to have met people that had already had sex like i remember meeting people in freshman sophomore year that were like yeah i did it in like eighth grade i was like what um really like finally years down the line my mom like had a conversation with me but i a lot of stuff i had to find out on my own and Honestly, who knows if I even know it all now because <laughs> a lot of stuff I definitely like taught myself and or read online and or was like, what is that? Is this it? I don't know. So yeah, definitely a super taboo thing for me. So jumping off of what you just said, Nat, I remember in like sixth or seventh grade, we used to make the line to go to like the lunchroom and this girl, I'm not going to blow her off up. What's blow that? up her spot. Anyway, I'm not going to blow up her spot, but I remember this girl was like, yeah, like, you know, I masturbate all the time when I get home. And I'm just like, how old was she? How we, old were were you? Like, we were like in sixth or seventh grade. And oh, my like, God. Oh, hell no. I did not wild. even know what that was. I honestly, people were I was masturbating in the sixth grade. Yeah. Well, boys no. were, but I didn't think girls were. I thought it took I mean, that makes sense to the boys. No, and so I was, I remember, like, that scarred me. Even looking back now, I'm like, that was hella young. Like, I don't know what she was in, yeah, what she was on to. Yeah, like, but... what, 12? I was still playing with my Bratz dolls. Oh, yes, the Bratz dolls. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I have just had a flashback of my Bratz She was dolls. also playing with her Bratz dolls, just a little different. <laughs> she was playing with them differently. They said the Bratz dolls were the hoe dolls. I was like, I love them. For me, sex wasn't really a conversation in my house until I think I got into middle school. I want to say like we, same as Jeanette, we had someone come in like since I was like seven years old, but it was very like periods, does how a baby's made, 
But I was always a very curious kid because I accidentally watched The Real World. So I was just like, what's going on? So my mom from a young age started telling us what sex was. And now that looking back, I'm very grateful for it. But I remember in the sixth grade, there was this girl, there was like a rumor going around about this girl who would finger herself in like dance class. And I was just like, what? Like I didn't understand what that meant. Like I had no idea what that meant, but they had older siblings. So they were talking about it all the time. And I was like, oh my God, this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. But it wasn't, I think until like my freshman year of high school, we, same as Nat, I watched the birth of life or the gift of life, whatever it was called. <laughs> and that <laughs> scarred me so bad. I'll go into more. Oh my God. It was, it was like that. her vagina. Like I swear it's still in my head. <laughs> like I It was literally it looked the like image a out. bush. Just like, yep. like yep. a fern. But and I wonder, like, if you guys were to see it now, would it scar you as like, would it impact you as yes, much? Yes, I be still like, oh think it's gross. God, like, she's Low having key, a baby. I think I would cry. No, I <laughs> yeah. literally still think it's gross. Like, I mean, no offense to anyone that's having a baby soon and or pregnant. Good luck. Not for me at the moment. I will at some point, but I still think it's nasty because I'm also <laughs> immature. <laughs> I think there I would was... watch it now and be like, oh my God, a beautiful baby's being born because now I'm yeah. a huge sap, but. At the time, I was like, oh, my God, I don't ever want to have sex ever. (laughs) Exactly. Same for me. And so, like, seeing that, I was just like, oh, well, they did did their job because that's what they wanted out of us. But I definitely (laughs) wish it was something that was more openly talked about. Like, I really didn't have a conversation about it with my mom until I was in, like, a relationship with someone. And I don't. Really? Yeah. 100%. But I also, like wasn't i don't know honestly like i said that video and just everything i was told like i really thought first at the time being i was like i'm gonna wait till marriage i have to wait till marriage or i'm going to hell like, literally what was my thought process was and then it wasn't until i was in a serious relationship that my mom literally sat me down and was basically like listen i don't like she basically said i don't want you to be a hoe but i don't expect you to wait until marriage and i was like what you don't <laughs> you don't want me to be an angel and i was like all right word <laughs> But she was like, go run free. Right. But I mean, I definitely, even though I think it could have been handled and explained to me a little bit differently, I haven't had any children and it put me in a good spot to where I am now. So I feel like I may have like come across a porn channel very young and like, like maybe like 11 or 12 because we definitely had direct TV and we had all the channels. So I definitely think I came across the channel like at 11 or 12. So I was like curious, but I never was like, hey, let me go like have sex with the boys in middle school. That was just wild. And then we definitely had sex ed in fifth grade, but it was very much like the standard how you guys were saying it was like, oh, like this is a penis, this is a vagina, this is how it works, like whatever, the birds and the bees talk essentially. I went to a private Catholic school, but the little boys at my school were nasty. They were talking about like all the times that they would like, you know, masturbate. Because I think boys venture off a little bit sooner. I think in general of like self-pleasure, which is something wrong with it. 12 is a little young for me personally. Um, <laughs> but they would talk about like all the things they were doing. And, and I remember being so... So innocent because they would ask me like, oh, when do you think you're going to have sex? Like they would flat out ask. And I was 12 and I'd be like, I think 16 is a good age. And now I look back and I'm like, at fucking 16, I barely knew how to wipe my own ass. Like much less. (laughs) (laughs) Are you crazy? But I was like scrolling through the channels one time. My mom never talked to me about sex. But yeah, I was like scrolling through the channels and we also had direct TV and I had Cinemax and after 11 o'clock. It it was wild on Cinemax. Oh, shit. 
intense. And it was actually, I think my parents were like out on a date or something. And my grandma who fucking spoke like no English. I think the only English she could say is Publix, which is Publix to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hey, don't make fun of her. To be fair, when my mom first moved to Florida, she used to say Publix. <laughs> so leave so it's well, not an immigrant mom. thing. It's just a Northern thing. <laughs> But yeah, I was scrolling through the channels and my grandmother was not paying attention because my brother was a little Tasmanian devil. And I literally remember vividly. And I just saw this fucking like girl with these fake ass big old titties just like on the fucking screen. I was like, like protruding from her body. Like there's no way. Unnatural, which I feel like set my standards that I felt so like inadequate for a while. It took me a really long time (laughs) to realize like not every female's body is like that. And like yeah. not every porn star's vagina is perfectly pink. Like, you know, like those things that you see. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say not every porn star's vagina is perfectly well, okay. pink? For a long time. Okay, maybe every porn star's vagina is perfectly pink, but not every normal fucking woman's vagina is perfectly pink. Regardless. Um, I'm dead. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that was um, my first experience. <laughs> I totally feel you on like what you said your mom told you because literally for me, like I said, it was like, all you need to know about sex is that if you have it and you get pregnant, you're out. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Super cool talk. Yeah, she was very, I think it's like a Hispanic family thing that they're going to pretend you're a baby until it's absolutely unavoidable that they need to talk to you about adult shit. But okay, so we kind of like touched on it a little bit and please feel free to like divulge as much as you want. But like, what do you think the differences are in terms of like masturbation with girls versus boys? Do you think there's a difference? Do you think there's like a cultural stereotype where it's like yes, applauded for boys? First of all, it's easier for a guy to get off. That is true. So we're already have the cards stacked against us. And second of all, I feel like boys are like trying. I mean, I've heard stories of like little babies having like boners, like little baby boys having boners, like at like eight, nine months. Like, so they're already, like, coming out the womb, like, excited. Yeah, very versus- normal. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, they're coming out the womb excited. No, because it's, like, stimulating. They're ready to, like, hop out. And I'm like, I don't, oh. Yeah, like, it's not like the fucking nine-year-old's like, damn, I want a bone. but Or the nine, like, Yeah, nine, it's, it's, like, a nerve, it's a nerve. It's a nerve. I mean, okay, yeah. sorry. That was ignorant on my part. Obviously, <laughs> I'm just talking shit. But, like, because it's a nerve for them and ours is kind of, like, harder to find you know the guy struggled like Mm -hmm. yeah like for boys i think it's just easier for them to get off so i feel like at a younger age they i don't know they just start like wanting to touch themselves i would agree um one thing i will say um i think that we should normalize masturbation and sex education okay because oh 100 percent preach i think if we treat boys and girls equally Obviously, they're different. I get that. But if we're like, hey, listen, you got a penis, you can knock somebody up and you're equally responsible for that baby. I don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. what you got to say. Right. Because a lot of the times I'm sorry to jump into this uh, segue real quick, but a lot of these (laughs) girls that are teen moms that get pregnant, it's like, oh, she was. Oh, oh, you know, she wasn't paying attention in class. The boy was. Yeah, but it it takes two to tango. It takes Jenny, it tango. takes two to fucking tango. And <laughs> damn, anything else. Yeah, well, you know, like, thank you. It's not like you're doing I- IVF over 
So it takes I you to the tangle, to the walls, to the baguette on you. So yeah, yeah they're anything. like, oh, you, she fell on. I supported you on the first of the month, like the rent. Whatever dance you're trying to dance, Jesus does not discriminate. You about to get pregnant. So all I'm saying is, <laughs> amen. I think we need to normalize sex education. I think that if we're like boys, you know, you got to keep your shit in your pants. You got to be responsible. Wear a condom. Girls, you know, you also got to be responsible. If you're sexually active, speak to your dad, your mom, your parent, your guardian. And don't your be aunt, afraid to abuela. bring the condom. Like, but I it, think you should know normalize yes. women bringing their own. Because I feel like a lot of girls are Bring your protection. Like, go and you know, buy time, like, at least the way I think about it, like, if the guy, if I'm, if you know what's about to go down. And the guy's like, no, nah, I didn't bring a condom. To me, that's like, and I know. You look irresponsible. You look irresponsible. Like, it's like, yeah. what's up? Like, I know I don't. Not like, only that. Like, and I think that you look like, that means you're trying to fuck real. Let's be real. Right. You like, are. You're Let's be trying. fucking real. You're yeah. trying to raw dog me. And I ain't about that shit. So honestly, here's my thing. Girls, ladies out there, if you're listening to this. Women. When you got a fuck boy or two women thank you um and you got a fuck boy or, or two just like oh i'm gonna show up and you know they're not packing what they gotta pack then they're lazy and they're gonna knock you up and then you're gonna be on your own so let's be real so i think we need to normalize sexuality i think we need to normalize masturbation okay if you don't know what you like how are you gonna tell somebody what you like and i think we need to normalize women being Whoever they want to be. If they want to have sex with multiple people, do it. If they want to have sex with one person, do it. If you want to be abstinent, do it. Whether you're 15 or 45, I think what happens is that the world has all this pressure and people are just like, oh my God, why are you doing what you have to do? You know? Uh, sorry, is the tequila talking? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette is about to like, just preach. preach. She's doing a sermon right I now. Am Yo. So hot. This, this episode is actually a sex education episode. For I think you and Jeanette is your I'm teacher. So, hot. so best, <laughs> so best <laughs> of luck to Jeanette, any of you. What you guys can't see is Jeanette has a fan. And she's, she's literally fanning, fanning herself. herself. This tequila shot is, it's got me burning up. Are right, you sipping so, it or did you just Did you just take it? Like, no, I'm sipping it, but I chugged my wine because I was like, this tequila smells really fucking good. Oh. For those of you wondering, it's 1800 coconut, bitch. That's some good shit. Oh, that's some good shit. You've given oh. me that before. Well, anyway, the original question I had asked, and thank you for all the <laughs> subtopics that we will eventually get into. Um, but thank I you guys. <laughs> I didn't hear Nat. Like, the original question was, do we think there is a double standard against or around the masturbation of boys versus girls? Nat, I think you're the only one that didn't give your opinion on it. Oh, and Vanessa, you didn't either. Sorry. And Jenny, damn. So, Jocelyn and Jeanette, this was all fucking you? Yes. It was mostly Jeanette. This is what I get for standing up for sexuality. What I was going to say um, really kind of goes off of what Jeanette was saying. You know, I try to interject, but she does. She doesn't let that happen. So what I was getting at was, I think when it comes to you know bringing condoms or doing it with with or without or even like not preparing for it, I feel like there's such a pressure that I think nowadays is hopefully he's dying down a little bit more. I think a lot of times girls before, if a guy didn't bring a condom, then he still wanted to do it. Like there was always that pressure to like, oh well. I guess I guess we have to like we have no other options but like the option is no <laughs> and no means no we don't have to get into that but y'all know what I'm saying but that's what I was gonna say I want Jeanette said back to masturbation um I really have had no 
again, it wasn't something, it was honestly, like, we keep talking about, like, a voodoo thing, like, not something that we talked about, like, none of my like friends Like, taboo, ever, you mean? Taboo, that's what I meant. I was like, voodoo? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally? Oh, my God, I think Jeanette's tequila just came through the screen onto mine. Now, I'm suddenly really hot. Anyway, <laughs> um... What the Don't blame the this on me. I'm so sorry. What's taboo? Taboo. Taboo. Like the game. Like the game. Okay. The whole crew's been drinking, y'all. I almost said deja vu. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I think for me, masturbation was honestly like this taboo. Like it wasn't spoken of. And honestly, and I, I was someone that had the idea of like if you did that, like you were a hoe. And then as I got what? older. Yeah, I really. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Whatever. Yeah. I thought the same. You know what? The three of us went to like private Catholic schools, and I think that was what was the norm. It was not something I was exposed to. Like I did not know that that was a normal thing that people did. Like I did not know that that was something that was like. I did not know it was. Yeah, I did not know it was normal until honestly, almost till college. But you know what? Right. Exactly. I think I just started feeling around like feels good and I kept doing it and I was like wow had an orgasm and then I was like 15 I was literally the same as Nat like I didn't know masturbation was a thing for girls till like college and I remember people would talk about it and it was like such a raunchy thing and it wasn't until I watched an episode of Sex in the City with Samantha Jones a queen was talking about masturbating and I was like oh my god and she was like defending herself and she was just like it's a very normal thing to do blah 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 and I was watching it with my mom and I asked my mom about it, and my mom's like, it was a very taboo thing in my generation. So she's like, I never really talked to you about it ever. And I remember when I did it for the first time, I saw clouds. It was amazing. I still do it. She was singing the Star Spangled Banner. When I can't sleep, I, I know exactly what to do. But okay. yeah, I, I had a sex toy party in college. I love it. Oh my god, I, I got my sex toy at Vanessa's sex toy party. Because I was like, now I'm like an adult woman. I want to explore my body. I'm free. I'm sexually liberated. I should do whatever I want to do and not be judged for it. Vanessa, you know what? I will agree with you on this. I will say we felt very shameful and like guilty for doing it when we were younger. But now that we're adults, I feel like we're very like, woohoo, let's do it. And I think that's the mentality that we should have from the jump. That's all I had to say. My thought is one, obviously there's a huge, there's a stereotype around sex for women and men, period. It doesn't matter if you're 14 and learning how to masturbate or 25 like we are and we serial date or whatever. But I think both things, not to be like a psychology enthusiast, but I think both things are incredibly important for prepubescent or pubescent and growing boys and girls. Like knowing how to explore your body is important especially if you're going to have casual sex i feel like you need to know what your body is and they're also i mean i i don't necessarily feel like this or whatever but i do know a lot of girls that have felt like love for themselves or more love for themselves for sure i agree that and i'm not saying that it's not there i don't really feel that way but i know that it's possible and i know that a lot of girls you know do or women men whatever wait but yeah. but like- we should talk about that. Why don't you feel that way? Because I feel like that's something I've recently discovered. And like, I feel like Vanessa put me on that. <laughs> Weirdly, I feel like in the last like couple years, I'm like, wow, I should like explore my own body more and like not rely on man to like get me off, even though I love the pinga. But like, you know, still pinga, aka dick. 
my non-Spanish speakers. But yeah, you're not a Cuban speaker. (laughs) Myself, (laughs) including myself, I don't speak Spanish. But yeah, like I mean, let's talk about that. I feel like that's an interesting Um, way to take this. It's not that deep. Like, I'm going to sound so fucking obnoxious, but like, I just love myself, like, generally. And like, I'm not saying that, like, when I feel gross, I'm like, let me fucking masturbate so I feel cool. Like, I, as I, if I'm like down on myself, I like think of all my non physical traits. Like, I think about like how smart I am or how funny I am or like, you know, like stupid, not stupid, but like intangible things that aren't tied it's to self love. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think it just depends on the person. I think it just depends on right. who you are like, and how you, not that like you guys, like, Vanessa and Joss saying like that helps you guys feel better and then yeah, yeah I think it just depends on how, yeah. on like, how you view me, things like I try not to at least for me because I have or have had issues with my bodily appearance in the past I try to build myself up on things that aren't tied to my appearance or tied to I my get, yeah I get that mm-hmm. so um I'm like I said I'm not knocking it I know that it's true I've just trained myself from High school. And then I was also the only one in high school that wasn't having sexual, at least the only one out of my friends that wasn't doing it. Um, <laughs> I just like never thought about it. Like the farthest I ever went was kissing. So like that was all I really knew. And even the first time I like kind of explored in any kind of way, I was in my like early 20s. I agree. I think for me, like, I think now I'm starting to like look for that more of not that I didn't love myself before, but I feel like growing up because I was more much more developed than most young kids. Like I had boobs and butt at like 12, 13 years old. So I was very me too. Says me too. Yeah. So I was very sexualized from like a young age. I mean, literally hashtag grab ass day in middle school worst day of my life damn i think for me like growing up like the whole self-love knowing how to please your own self was kind of more so taking back my own like i don't know what the sort of it's your body like yeah like Like i'm taking control of my body and and not yeah and of my worth and not like relying on like sexualization of me and i'm not saying that i'm like i mean I think I'm beautiful. I think I'm a pretty girl. I think I have a great body. But like people at yes, a young friend. age yes, you do. tend to sexualize <laughs> you and make you seem like all you are, are is your body. So I think as I grew older, I struggled with that. And I think masturbating and like self-love was like part of that whole like, oh, like I already knew I was smart. I already knew I was ambitious. I already knew I was outgoing. But I struggled with the the way you saw your body. Yeah, the way I saw my body. Like I didn't want people to only see me as like this. Yeah, like sexual girl, like big boobs, big butt, and that's it. So like I see what you're saying, and I feel like it's like the same thing, but like different. Yeah, I feel like we both would have had the same for what you're saying. You could have used my mentality of loving yourself for other things, and for what I'm saying, like if I had issues with my body type it sounds like it's the same thing like you had issues yeah. with your body i had issues with my body and i was trying exactly. to do it and you were trying to learn to love it so um i think those are both great ways of discovering whether it's for you or not to me it's just purely pleasurable to be completely honest um does anyone else have like a different or not different because i think it, those are pretty much the two like basic buckets like i do it to love myself or i do it to pleasure myself yeah i do it to pleasure myself and sometimes I'm just like, oh, I love what the like the female body can do. 
like we can give birth we grow a child in our bodies like the shit that are like we go like once a month for seven days straight we have blood gushing out of our vagina sorry to get so graphic but like nah, we need to normalize that but it's like we get up here sorry. but like our body is so amazing and so beautiful and we can do so many amazing things that it's just like why is it taboo to want to pleasure yourself but why is it taboo to think that oh my god i'm slutty like i remember when i when i was just saying it earlier but i thought it was so gross but now that we're like i can talk about it with my friends and i was just like and other people are just like oh my god i've never talked about it with my friends before i thought i was the weird one and i was like no like why not i think I what we all have in all things is that we at first felt it was taboo or as natalie would say deja vu and <laughs> voodoo or voodoo. voodoo we all thought it was like a guilty, like shameful thing. And I think we all made that healthy transition being like, no, it's me doing me, literally. And <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. So that's I just like called being a fucking adult. As really? long as you listeners make your transition in a healthy way at a right time. I think you Gucci, you go ahead and I think one thing based <laughs> off of what Jeanette said really quick cool is like also, if you're afraid to talk about it with your friends or if you think it is deja vu, taboo, voodoo, um, everyone, pretty much probably everyone is doing it, but everyone feels like you and they're too afraid to talk about it also. So definitely keep that in mind because I know I've had conversations, especially when all of us became friends, like because I was the younger one and I would hear them so openly talk about things and I'd be like, what? You guys do that? <laughs> and <laughs> and Did you like, say that because you. you didn't do it or did you say it because... Who knew? Who knows? Probably both. Maybe neither. I don't know. But at some point, I know that there are things that I felt like, oh, my God, I'm the only person that feels this way or does this. And being open about the things and like we keep saying normalizing those things like makes these conversations so much like so much easier than because probably everyone's doing it, doing the thing that you're too afraid to like talk about or you're too or do you think that no one else is doing? Yeah, I was going to say, um, and at the same token, um, I'm much more of a private person when it comes to this sort of thing. So, like, it's not a topic, not that I don't, I mean, I've talked about it with you guys, but, like, just in general, it's not a topic I bring up in everyday conversation. But if you're that person in your friend group that doesn't feel comfortable talking about it, that's fine, too. Like, don't feel the need because all your friends are talking about it and now you all of a sudden have to talk about it. That's fine, too. Like, that's why I love, like, that we're doing this because we're kind of showcasing all the aspects of a friend group. Yes, Jenny. Um, yes, Jenny. And so, like, you touch on a yeah. great so, like, point. Maybe there's people that are like, "Yeah, no, we love to talk about it." And then there's people that are like, "Me, you're like, you know what? I'm more of a private person, but I love the fact that you all can talk about it, and I can sit here and be like, you know, like I'm not going to talk about it, but I appreciate the fact that there's a safe yes, space Jenny. here to talk about it." Off that, Jenny, um, I'm going to pose another question to you, ladies, mm-hmm. you sexually liberated human beings. Um, do we do we feel, or do you feel? Because I have my own opinions that the culture based around sex nowadays, the narrative based around sex is completely uplifting? Is it a little off-putting? Because I think the overall basic or mainstream idea of sex, especially surrounding women, is go ahead, do it great. You know, there's no such thing as a hoe. You live your life the way it's supposed to be lived. And that's great. But I don't, at least for me, there is no denying that there is an emotional connection. So when you buy into this hookup culture, do you feel like you are denying or neglecting the emotional part of you that craves that connection that's built through sex? Um, yeah, I, that was really deep, Amanda. 
we're trying to get deep in here. Um, <laughs> deep into my vodka bottle and deep into this conversation. So exactly. Go. That's not the only thing we're getting deep into. And, and then again, you know is gonna go do a cartwheel onto her boyfriend's dick tonight. I'm sorry, I'm gonna wake up my man make... in about thirty minutes. She's gonna be like, "Woo!" I had to make a Michael Scott joke. Sorry, go ahead now. Um, <laughs> I think for me, honestly, when we started this, I was like, "I'm gonna make this joke," and I was like, "I'm gonna let it see if we're adult enough to not make that joke." And Jeanette was not, so good test there. I think I'm um, not. I don't know why there really can't be both. I mean, for me, like, I have been in very serious relationships, but I've also been single. Like, there was a part in college where I was single for two years, and it was one of the most, like, liberating, like, so one of the most liberating times in my life because I had no one else to worry about. I had, I I just had me. Exactly. And I'm like, and I lived my best life. And I knew that I think it's just so different, especially when it comes to sex. My first boyfriend, I was together for two years. And, like, we lost our virginities together. It was very much, like, exactly how I wanted it to play out. Like, I wanted to lose it to someone I was in love with that loved me. And it was so important to do that with him. But I think once that happened, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, this isn't – not that it's not a big deal because I feel like you are able to label however you want. But I think you can make it really serious and, like, be in love and make it mean so much. But then you can also – do you and hook up with people and think, yeah, I just hooked up with this person and that's it. That's all I wanted from them. That's all they wanted from me. And as long as that's both understanding on everyone's parts, like I really think it doesn't have to be something that is super, super important or something you super don't care about. I think it can be both. Like I think you can, it depends on the person you're with. And um, I definitely think if you have that connection, like Amanda said earlier, and there is love there, for me, it puts a lot more pressure on it, and it's a lot more important to me than just doing it, you know, with someone you know that's not going to grow into anything else. So I really think people can have both, and that's something we need to normalize also. Just because you have sex with someone and then nothing grows after that, that's totally fine. Or if you're in love with someone and you wait to have sex with them, that's also totally fine. I'm not – I guess my question – um, is more like, what is it like for you? Like, did you have both? Like, I know that people can have both. I'm asking on a personal level, do you feel like you have silenced your emotional side or um, silenced your casual side? Um, so I think for me, being a Gemini, there's no way I can shut off my emotional side. I hate Gemini so much. Um, so she's always relax. doing shit and blaming it on her. Go ahead, Natalie. I do it. Because they're so strong and I can't control them sometimes. But yeah, it is very, very hard for me, which I realized during those years um, that I was single, I realized that it is hard for me to turn that off. And that's not a bad thing, but you can't, I think where it becomes an issue is when people try to deny it, you know, when they establish maybe just a hooking up relationship or friends with benefits with someone, if you genuinely can do that, good for you. Honestly, do you live your life, get it in and do whatever else you want on those other days, but it's totally fine. And I think it's understandable that it's hard to separate the emotion from it. And that's what I've realized. But uh, I don't know, I think my times and that's why I think having some time single is so important too, because you learn that stuff about yourself is like, what do I want? Do I want to just keep continuing down this path of like, doing me being single? Or do I actually want to settle down and figure out, you know, what love is and, and what that means in terms of like my sexual relationship or my connection with people? So kind of jumping off of what you just said, Nat, um, I agree with everything you have to say, although you're a Gemini. 
Um, I think you're right. Personally, to question, um, I've had both, I guess, hookups, casual sex, whatever you want to call it. You know, back when I was about that. <laughs> this is, ba- of course, and when she was single. At the same time, oh, y'all. when I was single, okay, and I was mingling, don't put no disrespect in my name, but I also ended up finding someone who I've, I've been in a committed relationship going five years, and I'm fairly young. Like, I'll be 26 in a month. So it's not like I waited till I was 28 or like 32. You know, I feel like a lot of people give themselves age, like, oh, I'm going to end hook culture when I graduate college. And I think that's where we kind of fail ourselves, where we set up these expectations of either meeting someone in college or meeting someone after college or ending hooking up before, after, you know what I'm saying? So these timelines can be hurtful. Um, I did both. I will say I wasn't emotional. Shit, I don't know if I am right now. I wasn't emotionally mature. wasn't emotionally (laughs) mature back when I was in college. I wasn't, you know, the most sexually mature when I was in college. But I think I learned a lot. I, my mom always told me, hey, have fun, but be safe. And I knew exactly what that meant. And I was always safe, um, as safe as you can be, you know. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think as long as, it, you know, whether you're in college or high school or whatever phase of your life you are, uh, as long as everything is done with consent for all parties, I think that's the perfect scenario, you know. And I think that it's important to, again, learn what you want. There's a lot of people out there that even after they graduate high school or college, they're like, I, mean, I don't know if I like girls. I don't know if I like guys. I don't know if I like both. I think that that's why it's important for you to just try different shit out, you know? But that's me. I'm very liberated. I'm just like, you do you. Very much what Natalie said. Now, in my serious relationship, I don't think that uh, my hookup culture in college ruined sex for me in my serious relationship. I think, and I was in another relationship when I was in college, very briefly, but it helped me learn that I needed to demand respect from somebody because a lot of the hookup relationships or whatever you want to call it, let's be honest, these were fuckboys. And nine out of 10, these dudes are just trying to get it in, you know, get the noodle wet. So I feel like I learned a lot. It helped me love myself, value myself. And I pledged to put myself first before anyone else in my life. And that's when I met someone that was like, hey, I dig your vibe. And I was like, cool do this thing called life um that's all i got i've never been in a serious relationship so for me i've only done the casual thing like there's been like situations i like to call them like here and there situationships situationships and funny enough all the situationships i've been in i've actually never had sex with a person oh Um, okay yeah and i think for me because i know i can get emotionally attached i'm a very emotional person so i catch myself i'll try to take my emotions out of it um i'm also human like i'm not perfect of course there are uh, situations where i have gotten my emotions perfect it just of course and it's more like i'm learning who i am i'm still trying to figure myself out like i don't know who i am still but I think I've been and this is me gone I've gotten better with this as I've gotten older but I've been pretty good at learning how to separate my feelings so yeah right now I'm still trying to figure my myself out I'm focused on my career right now and just doing me it's hot girl summer um I see a lot of these tiktoks talking about you belong to the streets and I'm like I don't belong to any street. I make the street of my own worth. We sometimes take different routes down the streets. But it's like one of those things that I'm I'm learning to... I love myself. I've grown to love myself through a lot of 
things, just things happen in life that you like go through things some challenges. And I'm learning to love myself a lot more. I, I still love myself. But um, the narcissist in me is coming out. But um, no, I don't think I think we should normalize. Oh, my gosh, I completely agree. Yeah, I feel like you can because I feel I I catch myself doing it as well because I used to be so afraid to say, oh, my God, I love my. But I feel like you can love yourself and think you're great and think you're amazing and like not put other people down of course yeah for sure and she's great natalie thinks she's great we all think that we individually are amazing but we all push each other up of course it's one thing to be like oh my god i love myself something else to be like i love myself don't you agree like that's the narcissist part of it when you're like don't you think so like what do you think what do you think but for me i'm just for me i'm definitely just on this journey and i'm like and if i meet someone that rocks my world then like hey we're doing life together just like jeanette's saying but right now, the single in me is having the time of her life. And that single me Live doesn't it mean up, that you girl. have to, like, sleep with someone every single mm-hmm. night. It doesn't mean that. It's also about a journey for yourself. So right now, yeah. I'm on the journey with Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have had two serious relationships. One that was really great. One that wasn't so great. So, I mean, I could say that even in those relationships and being single and having the casual sex thing, I've also feel like I've been very good at knowing how to separate my emotions in terms of me really being in love with that person and and sex really meaning something with that person in particular versus me just, for lack of better word, just trying to get my nut. So, I mean, I definitely think we should normal. I mean, whatever. It's guys. You it. really I'm, had no other yeah. words. <laughs> you I had no other words yeah. to say. Guys say it's not. It, she got the point across. And I don't think anyone hearing this had like ambiguity on what you meant. So I think that was exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think, we all knew what and you I think we should normalize that. You know, this. I have had situations once more so recently where we know that this is never gonna like nothing is ever gonna come of this. we know that we get along well we enjoy each other's company we just so happen to be sexually attracted to each other and that's it you know and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think we should also normalize that because i don't think sleeping around or having several partners i think as long as you're being safe there's nothing wrong with that I think as long as you know going into it how to manage your emotions, because I think that's where some girls mess up. Like I'm not saying that you're messing up, but it's like I think it's important to know going into a situation that not every person that you have sex with is going to be the one or that you have sex with is going to be the love of your life, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you got to kiss a couple frogs to get the perfect dick, and there's nothing wrong with that. I also think that, like Jenny said earlier, there's also nothing wrong with that person that you meet being the only person you have sex with. Oh, 100%. And I think that's the case case for, like, some of our parents who met really young, you know, different generation, different times. So that's also, you know, if if you are traditional or if you want to sustain and hold a certain ideology, you should be able to do that. But on the flip side of the coin... If you are sexually active and you're just like, you know, free the nipple, free the puss, I'm out here doing my thing, then yeah, go ahead, go off, baby girl. <laughs> so for the more like traditional people that are listening to us, um, 
it's definitely fine. Like I'm, I'm definitely have more of a traditional view. I don't serial date. I don't casually hook up or anything like that. So like when it comes to my idea for a very long time was, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm married. And then that kind of changes. And it's a pretty easy idea to keep in your mind when you're single. Cause you're like, well, I'll just wait till, till I'm married. And you're like, well, it'll be fine. And then you meet someone and then you're like, well, maybe, you know, and that shift in your mind, that's normal. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think for a lot of people and a lot of people that are raised in very traditional households, they start thinking, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, why can't I keep it together? It's, it's a normal thing. Like I've had this conversation with my mom and I was raised in a pretty traditional household. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like my mentality was like, if I can wait, if you can wait till you're married or if I can wait till I'm married, great. Have that in. Go for it. It's a challenge and it's not something that's met a lot these days, I feel. I think a lot, I think casual hookup and hookup culture is much more the norm these days. And if you can maybe be that person that like can say, hey, I held out. Great. Good for you. If not, there's nothing wrong with that either. And I think for me, it comes down to as long as you love the person, and this is just my view, like I'm very much a, you know, I, I need to, there needs to be a connection there. There needs to be an emotional bond there. Cause I think for me, it's not just that carnal need. It's that you love me and I love you. And that's the connection that we have. And that's what we're building on. And that's kind of just how I've always thought about things. I think that's why like in the beginning, when we talked about um, what our one word was, it's important because it's, you're building a, to me, you're building a relationship with that and you're getting to know someone on a more intimate vulnerable level that's sort of my take on it so like i don't really like hookup culture i think it's kind of tarnished that but at the same time like if that's what you like go for it you're living your life and i'm living mine and that's cool yeah i think so long as we make sure to not shame whatever path anyone chooses right then yeah that's the most important thing i mean for me I was raised a little bit more like Jenny. I went in truly thinking up until, and I don't mean to call you guys out because I have no regrets, but until I met Jocelyn and Jeanette, <laughs> I thought I was going to have sex with the person I was going to marry. Like it was so- Definitely shading us, Jeanette. I, I don't <laughs> nah, bitch. I, the point is, I thought I was going to be the person that, not wait till marriage, but that the first person I was going to have sex with was going to be someone I was going to be in a relationship with. And that was a person that I was going to marry. I think Jocelyn and Jeanette normalized the idea of casual sex to me. Um, I think that that's great. I, I'm not knocking it. I just, the only people I knew that had had sex were people that were in long-term relationships in high school, people that were dating upwards of three years. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have a relationship with someone. And to me, my virginity was important. For some people, it's nothing more than just the first time you have sex. For me, it was an experience that I wanted to share with someone that I was comfortable with. I was a little insecure in my body when I was in high school. I was, you know, I had my own things and I wanted to be something I shared with someone that I could trust that was going to have my best interest at heart. Um, I don't regret the person I shared that experience with. I think looking back on it, I would have... I wanted more. I wanted a deeper connection with that experience that I didn't get. But it also opened me up to so many, like a new perspective I didn't think I was going to have. And I probably wouldn't have had, had I only surrounded myself with people who shared my perspective, which is why we will always say, surround yourself with people that are different than you. It'll force you to change your mind. And if it doesn't force you to change your mind, at least it forces you to question it. Mm -hmm. But I think 
like Natalie said, I'm a very emotional person. It's something that with time I've realized I'm not built for hookup culture as much as I want to play off like I am. I'm not. I am the probably the happiest I've ever been in a relationship where I am safe because to me, sex brings up a lot of emotions. And even if I don't really like someone, the moment I've had sex with them, I feel a connection with them that they probably don't even really deserve. So I don't, I think I'm kind of straddling the lines of casual sex and emotional sex, but I think a lot of people do. So yeah, those are my two cents. I will say, I've always liked to swim against the current, as my mom used to tell me. And she used to say, you know, you're going to like hit your head against the wall in the wall because you're like stubborn like a mule and you don't listen to anyone or anything anyone has to say. I think coming from a, and I don't know, this could be me like being like a daughter of immigrants and immigrant myself, like being an American. We talked about this in the last episode, but I wanted to be a normal fucking person. And I think that, the Latino Hispanic culture, even other cultures, like I know Asian, um, Middle Eastern, there's even some European cultures, um, African cultures, different places in the world hold so high a woman's virginity, you know? Let's talk about like, even mythology, like, oh, the oracles full of virgins that like know it all. Like we talk about sacrificing virgins and like all of this shit. And it's just like, I wanted to take control of that. And I respect that both you, Jenny, Amanda, and others were like, I need this connection. I want this connection, you know, because it's important to me. But I wanted to take control of it. I said, it's me. It's my body. And I'm not just going to give this to someone who's going to, you know, speak sweet nothings into my ear just to get what they want. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to pick the person, and I'm going to pick the time. And I didn't really want an emotional connection with that person because I, I just wanted to do it. <laughs> so to me, that was my experience. And I have no regrets. I've heard a lot of beautiful stories, a lot of different friends, and we've all seen the chick flicks. We're all, you know, 90s babies with the early 2000 movies and all these like teen love dramas where like people fall in love and like whatever, even high school musical, like we can all read between the, the lines. Right, virginity. And, yeah. <laughs> and my thing, even American Pie, where they were like, the I don't remember the couple's name, but they were like, she lost her virginity and he was, oh, yeah, I love you. And then that shit didn't work out. So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let no mother break my heart. Try to tell me anything. I'm going to take my shit into my own hands. I did it. And I was like, all right, thanks. See ya. And I moved on with my life. And to me, it was just like, all right, the door's open. <laughs> we out. And so <laughs> that didn't mean I was like, you know, a hoe, obviously. But after I did that, that one time, I was like, oh, that was it. Like, this, people are hyping it up. And I didn't have sex for a while after that. And then, you know, I met people and I dated people and then I had casual sex. And then now I'm in a serious relationship and I wouldn't change it for anything. But just wanted to touch on that because I know Amanda brought it up. So I didn't want to. I, I mean, I, I, first of all, again, I will stress this to the day I die. Um, I'm not saying these things to tarnish you, but I, or your DOS or your perspective on things, because I think that we all acknowledge as long as you're respecting what people have, then we're good on the same token where you were saying like, Oh, you hear all these stories of, you know, the virginity and the thing to sacrifice and whatever. There is still a lot of strength to be had in you deciding like, Mm-hmm. when you're going to give up your virginity. Like, I, I'm not saying that women don't get forced into it. I'm not saying that you don't feel pressure. I'm not doubting that. I'm saying that there is a liberation in choosing when it's okay for you to 
do that. And it might not be the first guy you meet. Like if what you want is to be in a committed relationship, if what you want is security, if what you want is that, and you can pick that for yourself, then that is just as freeing as fucking the random guy at the club because you made your choice and it was your choice to make. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think also like you just have to know who you are. Like I could never do what Jeanette was just saying. Like that she could, that she's like, I want to take control, and I knew that I wasn't gonna have an emotion with it. And like I know myself enough to know that I'm like that's not happening. I'm just too emotional of a person in that regard. So I think as long as you you just kind of have to know who you are and how you work and and the way you can go about things. And as long as you know that and you're comfortable and everything's cool and groovy, then go for it. You know, groovy. Well said, groovy. Jenny. Thank well, you. Yeah, because like in my household, like I was raised very much like jenny and amanda where if you had sex you died you got pregnant you got an std like that's very much how i was raised and i remember my mom would drop me off at house parties and be like remember to keep your legs closed like things like that so for me i always had this like jaded way of seeing sex i always thought that it was like this bad thing and I remember when I got to college, all my friends were having sex. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just get this out of the way. Like, I just need to know. And I did it. And it was a terrible experience. And I didn't have sex with anyone for two years after that. Because it was just like, I, it was new emotions for me. It is very vulnerable. You're naked in front of a man. And for me, it was a stranger. So it was a very, obviously very new thing for me. Then when I started just sort of we were talking about earlier, like learning myself, learning how to love myself, things like that. I was just like, well, I'm not in a serious relationship. Why can't I just do whatever I want to do? And that's when I got to college and I had my fun. I still have my fun, obviously, in safe ways because safe sex is the best sex. Yeah, I think for everyone, it's just we do have to just normalize that there should be no shame. Everyone should be respected for whatever decisions that they make. Um, Because at the end of the day, sex is a personal decision and it's your decision. For me, I am very happy with how I've handled things in regards to having sex and whatnot. I always knew that I wanted to lose my virginity to someone that I know not everyone has that luxury. And again, if you're not even that it's a luxury, but because neither of you know what the fuck you're doing. So it's not like it's great, but I was really happy that I waited as long as I did and that I was in a committed relationship. And even if I'm not, and even though I'm not with person anymore, I think it's something that I'll also, I'll always look fondly of. And then like I said, I also had my years of being single. It was about two years. And at that time, I was like, all right, well, I can make my own decisions. I make my own rules. And honestly, if anyone's going to judge me for them, then them. And then that's when I really kind of entered in having the casual fling, doing, um, you know, hooking up with people that it didn't grow into anything else after that. And it was really kind of empowering. And it was really cool, I think, for me, because I was able to separate the emotional from from that time and i think it's also a stigma and a stereotype that girls can't ever separate their emotions and that it's always like once you have sex with a girl they're gonna like stalk you and like fall in love with you and never leave you alone not be i went i got i got what i wanted we both were on the same terms of things and and luckily people that i did hook up with were always people that i knew and they're people that were my friends and i think you have to have that understanding on both sides not everyone has that and if you don't need that then that's fine that was something that definitely made me feel better about the situations. But now being in a committed, long relationship, um, I definitely see how much better it makes it when there is that love and connection there. And I think however you want to have sex, like how, I don't think anyone should shame you. I, I love the conversations today, especially normalizing things because 
it wasn't until I went to college, like Vanessa said, that I met people that were, that it was so easy to talk about. And it was so like, people were so open about it when my whole friend group in like high school really didn't have sex. We had like one of us that had sex and that was like, Ooh, Oh my God. So I think it's really important to have these conversations to be super open about it and to honestly not let anyone judge you for the decisions you make. If you want to wait, if you don't care who you do it with, if you are in love and that's the only person you want to do it for the rest of your life, make sure you just keep up with dialogue and have friends that you can lean on and ask about these things. Cause it's not an easy thing to kind of figure out on your own. I agree with everyone. I think like going off of what a few things that have been said before i mean for me i didn't grow up where sex was like this thing where like wait until marriage like it was definitely like i didn't grow up like that that wasn't <laughs> definitely wasn't things i think my mom just put the fear of god in me in general so i was afraid to ask questions about a lot of things but in this particular i was like well when did you have sex and she was like 18 now i don't know if it was really 18 but like we're just gonna go with it because you know sometimes parents tell you a number so that you pull that number so We'll go with it for now. But I personally, when I, the first time I had sex, it was with someone that I had been friends with since like the sixth grade. And I was just like, I just want to get it over with, to be honest. I don't really think I'm missing out on anything. And yeah, like I wasn't, I didn't think I was missing. When, when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Like it was good, but I'm like, is that it? Like, oh, that's what I was missing out on. Oh, okay, cool. And then after that, like, I think I waited like maybe a year and then I started dating a guy in high school casually and we hooked up and then I ended up meeting someone else who I was in a long-term relationship with for like three to four years. So like, I just think it really depends. In no way am I saying there's anything wrong with hookup culture and in no way am I saying there's anything wrong with waiting till marriage. I really just think it's based on how you were raised how you've grown to form your own opinions on how you want to handle your sexual encounter. And I don't necessarily think there's any wrong or right answer. I think the only wrong or right thing to do is whether or not you use protection and whether or not you get tested on a regular basis. And people make fun of me because I'm like, oh, I get tested once a quarter. So, you know, I think if you are going to have sex, that's the stance you should live on. And and that's it. Um, I think just to sort of maybe not close things out, but to sort of go back to what Vanya said, that like you thought that it was scary. But I think there needs to be a normalization, at least like in the more traditional homes, that like it's not this bad, scary thing. Um, it's actually quite beautiful. And at least like from a religious perspective, it's supposed to be, you know, this beautiful thing between, you know, two people that love each other very much. And in the end, what comes of it is another is another form of life. So it's supposed to be this really beautiful thing. And I think it gets so tarnished when we're teaching kids. And unfortunately, you know, we're in a part where we have to teach kids at younger and younger ages because they're exposed to it more and more. And we're teaching them that it's this big, scary thing. And then they don't know what to do with it. And in reality, it's not. It's a very beautiful concept of showing your love for someone and them showing their love for you and then making something very beautiful out of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick to my word. It's personal. I and mean, we've all... Yeah. For sure. To say that it's not horny, that it's not fun, that it's not important, that it's not 
all the other words, but I think that the one thing all of you did tonight was just reinforce that it is a personal thing and it's your own journey to take and there isn't a right or wrong journey. It's just yours. And don't ever feel ashamed of however you got to where you are in your sexual stage in life, whether it's- Or if you haven't gotten there. Or if you haven't gotten there, yeah. Yeah, whether you're at the starting line, you've ran a couple laps. Like no one's going to tell you, at least we're not going to tell you that it's the wrong way to go. Yeah, please um, share details. We always want to learn more things. Um, with that, I think we've all done a great job of discussing our thoughts on sex. So why don't we do an even better job of talking about what we're cheersing to this week? Woo! I'm going to go <laughs> first because um, I have two drinks down and more to go. It's Tuesday night. Um, well, I almost burned down my apartment today, but didn't. So like, cheers to that. Um, additionally, I'm going to cheers to, uh, 4th of July. Uh, thanks America for letting me stay here. Um, I'm also <laughs> going to cheers to, um, you know, being like a sexually liberated person. Cheers to that. So my cheers is a little weird. Because I got some bad-ish, suckish news last week. I had applied to this program through my work that my boss had recommended me for. And I didn't get it. And at first, I was, like, really bummed out last weekend. But I'm cheersing to this new mentality of, like, there's something bigger and better. And I talked to my boss about it. And she was just like, Vanessa, if one door closes, two doors will open. So I'm cheersing to, even though something bad happened, I know something even better is going to come along my way. This is your girl, Jossie Poo. I'm a little buzzed. The Cabernet got me, but it's fine. Um, I am cheersing to this. I don't know what this time is in my life right now. Again, I think I'm drunk, but whatever. But I feel like there's some new opportunities coming for me. Some new energy coming into my life. Just something's coming just around the river bend. There's probably a river in my backyard, right, from the monsoon that just took place. But it's fine. You know, no, I am not pregnant, Jeanette. I use, I use birth control. But yeah, something. Safe sex. Safe sex. You know, we practice safe sex. <laughs> also, I haven't had sex in a very long time. So, you know, it is what it is. Pandemic you said you had a river coming into you and you had energy out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. You know I'm talking about the rain outside, trying to twist my words up. <laughs> Have the people out there thinking I'm pregnant. We're not there yet. Um, yeah, I mean, choosing to being home. This is the longest that I've been home in seven years, guys. So I'm really enjoying my time hanging out with my friends, my family. So yeah. Hello, uh, I am cheersing because I have, I posted a TikTok that I really think is going to like pop off. It's doing pretty well. Um, the, Housewives one, TikToks. the Housewives one is still showing um, some major progress. And it's Which still one, ours or the other one? No, of course not ours, the other one. <laughs> no one cares about us. But it's on my page, so it's fine, people. It's drawing attention, but so I'm cheers to that. And really cheers to finding a job and to staying optimistic and hopeful. Yeah, it is so, so hard. And some days are harder than others, but it is okay. And everyone just needs to know that something good is going to happen at some point. I know I don't sound very believable. It's going to happen. It has to. I really like at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen soon in my brain i think it has to at some point so that's how i'm looking at it now so just cheers to staying optimistic and 
hoping everyone else that's having job struggles that things work out for you also. So that is my cheers Woo! for the week. And Preach. if you want to drop some jobs for Nat in the comments. Oh my god, um, yeah. So my Instagram is Nat underscore Caballero. My name is Natalie Caballero on, on Facebook and LinkedIn. I've really talked to anyone and everyone around the world, so I don't care if you find me. Unless you're a murderer. Then please don't find me. <laughs> read the, read That's the fine all. print. That's all I will say on the matter. <laughs> Um, I'm cheersing to family. My cousin and his fiance are in town this weekend. So I'm going to go hang out with them on Thursday. I'm very excited. I haven't seen them since December when I was up uh, in Indiana last. So I don't know why they chose to come down during a pandemic, but they did. And um, we're going to go hang out and try to have a good time, even though everything is closed. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. I am going to cheers to, I feel like I've cheers to birthdays the last like four weeks, but my stepdad's birthday is today, and my grandmother is turning 95 this week. So um, I'm going to cheers to them. And um, we will see you next week. This has been Gossiping, where we gossip while we sip. Bye, guys. <laughs>